For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, The Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Hey, what'd you do this past weekend? Dude, I actually had a really cool trip. I went fishing actually in the Gulf uh, off the coast of Texas. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You went fishing? Yeah, man, we caught a ton of fish, dude. I caught some uh, some bluefish, some yellowtails. Uh, we even caught this really weird herring that was red. Whoa, 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 a red herring? Yeah, why? Oh, nothing. Just red herring is my mother's maiden name. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW series, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, you doing okay? You know, I'm, doing, I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to talk about this episode. There's some really cool stuff that went down. And uh, of course, you know, with today being the best day ever, kind of, sort of, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Day. Yes, made the speed forth be with you, my friend. The speed, <laughs> the speed forth. I like that. I, I, I say we take it over. I mean, like, you know, of course, obviously today being Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Uh, but but seriously, may the 4th be to you uh, and also with you. We hope that you're all having a, a wonderful Star Wars Day. Of course, by the time uh, most everybody's going to be listening to this, it'll be long gone. But hopefully you all had a wonderful May the 4th. And uh, man, did you do anything Star Wars-esque today? I haven't yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about watching either Empire or The Force Awakens tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought you meant Empire, the, the smash hit television series. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was like an ironic they thing. They have a Star Wars episode, right? You know? <laughs> They should Did you not right? see that one. They should. Uh, they should. When that at some point that series should bomb, and then should, they should make a colossal comeback in the ratings, and it'll be their striking back. It'll be amazing. Well, yeah, you know, there's that one uh, character who reveals that uh, he was this other character's father in the in, in Empire. It's it's the Star Wars episode, but really. It was not because this is the Flash, man. We're not talking yes. about Empire. We're not talking about Star Wars. We are going to be talking about the Flash. Uh, but first, man, we got to make mention this last past weekend. Some things did go uh, crazy. In fact, uh, this last past weekend, uh, DC Universe Online actually uh, released for Xbox. They've uh, they've been uh, teasing out, letting people know that this was coming down the pipeline for some time. But we never actually got a specific release date until actually the day of, uh, which I happened to actually be flying out, going to Chicago that very same day. Fortunately, you were able to get on. Online, we were able to get our uh, our names and and all that kind of good stuff. So, guys, look well, for us. Well, that's right. Some of somebody. Uh, <laughs> we we should mention this. All right, we we uh, we mentioned last week on the show that when DC Universe Online was going to come out to Xbox, we would be streaming twitch.tv slash panel to screen, uh, and that we would be using the character names of our web comic from the Brogues. So, Cold Bro, Mirror Bro, Fast Bro. And weather bro. Now here's the thing. Somebody jumped on DC Universe Online and snatched up the name Weather Bro. Looking at you, Mr. Rook. 
just kidding. We don't know who that was. But seriously, what's up with that? That's crazy. Uh, so if you are actually listening, if you heard us talking last week and maybe you jumped on and, and reserved that name kindly for us, uh, then yes, we would love that. That would be wonderful that if you would just hand that back over. And uh, if you did it to troll us, then we hate you and you're dead to us. Uh, unless it is, unless it is actually the one and only uh, OG weather wizard who is joining us right now in the uh, the live chat here, Mr. Chad Rook himself. If you were the one, Chad, that actually jumped onto Xbox Live, grabbed the weather weather bro uh, handle on DC Universe Online, we can't fault you for it. Congratulations, sir. We give it all the way to you. <laughs> I know it's yeah, crazy. I, I had to spell it with a three, so it's W E A T H three R. Bro, so so if you're on the game and you see a weather bro running around, that's not us. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, here's Just the keep thing. Keep that in mind. Here's the thing, Bo. I mean, we we of course, you know, for folks who've been listening for some time, you know, we've got a, a wonderful relationship with the good folks over at DC Universe Online uh, with the with the big announcement that this game came out to Xbox this weekend and that we would be starting this Twitch channel. Uh, our good friend SJ over there hooked us up. We have got some amazing giveaways uh, to to hand out, which we're really excited about. So. What we're going to do, I think the best way to do this, uh, I guess I should tell you what the prizes are, right? Uh, yeah, that would help because I didn't know and people were asking me on the Twitch stream when I was streaming. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I was like, all right. that's a great question. <laughs> all right, this is great. I'm, I'm glad I get to tell you, man. All right, so we've got two, count them, one, two. We've got two codes for the ultimate edition of DC Universe Online. You put in the code, you get the ultimate edition of uh, DC Universe Online. And we've got that's one awesome. code. This is the big one, man. We got one code that is three months of service. Three month membership oh, with DC nice. Universe Online. We got a code for that. So I think the best way uh, to give that out, and specifically, again, this is for the Xbox Live version iteration of the game. Uh, so I think the best way we'll be giving that out is actually on the Twitch feed. Don't you think that makes some sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll probably, like, uh, I don't know, we could go do something uh, and then have people tweet us what we're doing when we have the, I don't know, something. Don't, we're we'll gonna, we'll come fun. up with something great. It's going to be amazing. But anyway, all that to say, we got some wonderful codes. Thanks to our good friends again at DC Universe Online. We can't wait to start handing those out on the Twitch channel. Stay tuned. Uh, maybe this weekend, perhaps, for uh, for some streaming and, and possibly handing out those uh, those codes. Yeah. Sound good? Let's, let's do it. All right, man. So that's all that. That's all the housekeeping out of the way. Let's jump into The Rundown. The, the Rundown. rundown. Episode 20 of Season 2, Rupture, directed by Armin V. Kevorkian, and story by Kaiyu Wu and Lauren Serto. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, with Barry powerless, the team rigs a hologram of the Flash to stop crime around the city so that no one knows the truth. Wells again proposes recreating the particle accelerator explosion. Barry goes to his father, Henry, for advice, who returns with him back to Central City. Henry argues with Wells over his procedure for returning Barry's powers, concerned for his son's safety. Zoom and Caitlin arrive back on Earth-1, with Zoom declaring the city under his control. The Earth-2 version of Dante Ramon, Rupture, arrives on Earth-1, looking to kill Sisko for killing his Earth-2 brother. Zoom sends Rupture after the police to send a message to the city. Barry and the police stop Rupture, but Zoom arrives and kills the officers himself and Rupture for failing him. Then he publicly announces the Flash's disappearance. Realizing that he cannot stop Zoom without his powers, Barry agrees to Wells' plan. During the process, Barry is seemingly vaporized while Jesse and Wally are caught in the blast. Last week, we kind of talked about the episode. It was good. It wasn't bad, but it just didn't have the oomph that we'd come to expect thus far in this later half of the season here. Man, this one had oomph, oomph, and more oomph in it. Yeah, there, 
<laughs> all the ump that was missing in last episode was umped in this episode. I, I, you know, what was it? We were talking about it last episode specifically. Uh, I know I was mentioning it. Uh, the whole like, you know, I was worried about them dragging out the Barry Iris thing. And then we have like a lot of movement on that one episode later. And yeah. I was like, yes, like they're just they're booking it, dude. You know, <laughs> for a show about a speedster, the episode where he doesn't have his powers, they move the plot along <laughs> faster than any other episode. It's insane. <laughs> well played, sir. Man, you're not wrong. Of course, uh, in the lack of a speedster in Central City, uh, Cisco has rigged up a holographic flash running around the place. At first, I was kind of like, come on. But then he makes the Tupac comment, which, in all fairness, wasn't actually a hologram. But you figure if our scientific minds in the real world can come up with a quote unquote holographic Tupac, then sure, Cisco Ramon can create some sort of holograph projected Barry Allen who's running from a satellite. Well, I just got to tell you that uh, if we had technology to project an image that accurately from space, that would be awesome. Uh, I mean, (laughs) but you know what? If anybody can do it, Cisco can do it. That's really what it comes down to. If if it's, you know, Cisco tech beats all tech, be it modern, fictional or otherwise. So we get this hologram who's going around. He's trying to convince everybody that the Flash is back in action, or, or rather has never been out of action. Uh, Barry is distraught at what to do. You know, he had that kind of uh, moment back and forth with Wells at the end of the last episode. He's trying to figure out if he wants to go through with uh, this extreme measures to bring the Flash back in full powers. And of course, he turns to the one person who arguably he may have needed to turn to a couple of times, but that is, of course, his father, Henry Allen, played by John Wesley Shipp. Uh, now, we have been uh, making guesses as to where exactly good old JWS has been this entire season. Uh, we said he was landing Marlins off the coast. Looks like he, uh, he after doing so, he had to come up somewhere, hang him up, and he is hanging out in one of the most awesome dad cabins I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it totally reminded me of uh, Evil Dead. And so when I saw that cabin, I was like, that's what he's been doing. He's been fighting deadites. That's why we haven't <laughs> seen him. It makes perfect sense now. It's a cabin in the woods. So- it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like literally, that's what it is. It's a cabin. In fact, Barry may have even run by that same cabin when he went to go yell out the no after learning who the J was actually Hunter Zolomon. And then, and then Henry pops out and he's like, hey, I'm trying to. Oh, oh hey, Barry. Hey, boy, it's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they exchange a great little moment uh, where they're talking about what's going on. Barry gives them the old cliff notes on everything that's happened over the last few episodes. And in that same conversation, we get what may be considered a bombshell, may be considered a red herring. And that is uh, the, the revelation that Garrick is Henry Allen's mother's maiden name. So, Bell. Everybody's expecting us to save this for speedster speculation. There's too much in this episode for there to be, you know, for us to wait till the end of the episode and get <laughs> and go to it. So what do you think that means? Just what do you think that means? Well, okay, so what I need to know right now is yeah. uh, the Jay Garrick in the comics, the older version of Jay Garrick. Uh, is he related to Barry in any way? Uh, is, is he related to Barry? He being Jay Garrick? Yes. Is Jay Garrick related to Barry Allen in the comics? Oh, no. No. Okay. Okay. I didn't think so. Uh, because that would mean that what, uh, if Henry's mother's maiden name was Garrick and they were trying to do this whole, they're actually related kind of thing. Would mm-hmm. that make Jay Barry's uncle? Uh, so if, I guess if you went that route, so that, hmm. So you, so you're going under the route that perhaps Jay could be Barry's uncle on earth two or on earth one. Uh, I, I would think earth one. 
Okay, so it's interesting that you're going you're going there with it, um, which which may actually makes more. I mean, that makes a lot of more sense, I think, than what a lot of people are uh, taking this to mean, which is perhaps on Earth uh, one or on Earth two rather, the Jay Garrick is actually uh, our Henry Allen is actually their Jay Garrick. In fact, some people some people uh, have been speculating pretty hardcore that uh, that that the Man in the Iron Mask is not. Uh, is not even Jay Garrick at all, but perhaps could actually be uh, John Wesley Shipp's Barry Allen of the original Flash series. Interesting. I know. Now that that's that's a it's a neat theory. That's definitely a neat theory that's out there. Um, you know the the whole concept behind it, of course, is that when we got those flashes while he was running through uh, uh, the speed cannon, uh, we've seen almost all of those flashes come to light, except for, or I should say, visions, not flashes. Uh, we've seen all of those come to light, except for. Uh, well, the, the museum, the flash museum and, uh, the original series flash, which of course was John Wesley ship, uh, as Barry Allen in that, in that series. Now me personally, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool thought. I, I just, I don't think that's who it is. I think, I think it's Jay Garrick in that mask. Um, but what, what do you say to the potential theory that Henry Allen of earth two is actually Jay Garrick? Henry Allen of Earth 2 is Jay Garrick. Yep, has a different name because his mom never got married or something of that nature. What say you? Hmm. Henry J. Garrick. Henry J. Garrick. (laughs) For henceforth, I shall be known as Henry J. Garrick. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That would be interesting, though. Does that mean that he is also the Flash from the other show? Uh, or, no, or is that still a no, separate thing? Entirely? That would be a separate thing entirely if that was the case. I, here's the thing, man. I, I don't, I don't think that's it at all. I don't, I, you know, there's, uh, there is some sort of they, they might want to tie in some sort of connection there, which would be kind of interesting. Um, but I mean, you got to remember that while while Barry was on Earth two, while our Barry was on Earth two portraying their Barry, um, Earth two Barry refers to himself as Barry Allen, not Barry Garrick. Uh, and so yeah. it would, you know, the, the idea that his father, you know, you would think that he would get his paternal father's name Again, things might be different on earth too. The other factor is that he speaks with his mom on the phone. And I think she would have mentioned if her husband had been kidnapped by zoom, you know, she seemed pretty, pretty chill and said like, Oh, we're going to the Kokomo's in a couple of days or whatever it was. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I just don't think that the Henry, I don't think there's Henry, there's, I don't think there is any iteration of Henry Allen in that mask. I think that that's Jay Garrick. I don't think that Jay Garrick is going to be portrayed by John Wesley Shipp. Yeah, I, 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 I think so too. I mean, it, there's so many other hints that have been dropped in the opposite direction yeah. that that would just way out of left field. I uh, think that's so, a but, major red herring right there. Cause why, yeah, why, why no. else? Why would it matter? For, I mean, then maybe it does, but why would it matter for, uh, for John Wesley Shipp to even be, or <laughs> for Henry Allen rather to be related to Jay? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's totally got to be a red herring. They're they're trying to get the uh, the internet's you know gears churning. So so, but when he when uh, the man in the iron mask knocks out the Morse code thing to say you know Jay, does Barry say is that your name or what does he what does he say? All right, so if uh no 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 he he says Jay yeah Jay Garrick you're talking about Jay Garrick and the guy nods yes up and down he's like oh he's fine he's over on Earth One and then the man in the iron mask starts getting depressed. And like, as if nobody's understanding what he's trying to say. He also, Barry, okay, okay. Barry mentions the Morris code he's using is kind of an old PO, POW style of using it. 
Um, yeah, so that's absolutely Jay Garrick in there because yeah. Jay Garrick was a war hero exactly. in the War of the Americans. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm telling you, that's Jay Garrick is in that mask. Now, who's portraying Jay Garrick? I still think it's the twin. I, I still stand by the twin theory. Um, I just, it's interesting that, I don't know, that the whole Garrick mother-in-law thing, I'm sure that that'll, or <laughs> mother-in-law, uh, uh, mother's maiden name thing, I'm sure that that'll play some piece into this, but I just, I, I, I find that to be a, a significant red herring. I don't think they're, I don't think it's going to go there. Yeah, it's spelled differently. It's but, spelled with an umlaut over the A. <laughs> uh, which makes it German, right? Uh, yes. Umlaut sounds or, German. Well, or Scandinavian. Oh, they okay. use umlauts as well. Fair enough. Hey, by, by the way, while we're on the subject of, of theories revolving around Zoom and, and such, uh, someone tweeted in, and I tried to find it, but I couldn't uh, just because we had such a flood of tweet, tweets come in over the last 48 or 24 hours. Um, someone actually tweeted in about, you know, our whole thing with the time remnant from, uh, when Jay was talking about trying to explain, uh, what was going on. And he said that he created a time remnant. I thought he had to be lying because that didn't make sense with the science, uh, that we had seen thus far. Now, somebody actually tweeted in and said, yeah, but you got to remember he, you know, there is one timeline, but there are multiple earths. So every single earth has its own timeline. So if somebody from an earth two timeline comes over to earth one and creates a time remnant on that timeline, he's still technically connected to the earth two timeline. And perhaps, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the same way. Uh, it's still a little wonky. If you kind of consider the whole personal timeline aspect that, that kind of goes into that based on what we got from Ebarthon, but it's a cool way that they technically I, I'll allow it. I, you know, I will remove my flag <laughs> on the play, uh, uh, given that that is uh, that is kind of an interesting take on that. I, I wanted to throw that out there cause I thought it was a, an, a good observation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of observations, we get a little bit more clarification on what it is Wells wants to do with kind of the particle accelerator and Barry throws out a very interesting word. Now, when the, the particle accelerator goes off the first time, uh, there's all kinds of things that happen. So, uh, portals to other worlds. Uh, they, they say like, um, antimatter and, uh, this and that and the other and all kind like they basically, it's a cocktail of superhero, uh, origin stories that's kind of thrown in this time. It's very specific that Barry says dark matter, which is relevant because we just heard last episode that dark matter is a pretty key ingredient when you're trying to make a killer frost. Well, did you also notice this episode, speaking of killer frost, that uh, when Zoom is having that conversation with her in the police department where uh, he's saying, you know, that there's some darkness inside you, you just have to find it. Yeah. And then the screen tinges blue for like a split second. Oh, no, I, that? I did not. Was it during this flashback? Because we'll talk about more of those later on. It was after the flashback. He says, I don't want to be alone. And like, you know, uh, he mentioned something. He says, like, you know, there's some there was darkness inside Caitlin and I can sense the same thing inside you. It's just you have to find it. And she kind of looks away and the screen just like flashes like a little blue uh, just for a little bit. Hmm, that's cool. I didn't I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. But that is that is pretty cool. Um, I'm thinking that she, if, if she's exposed, she's our she, she's going to be like a, like Cisco. It's going to be something that's dormant. Uh, because of her, you know, metahuman, whatever it's bad. Right. So like in, in, she's trying to suppress that bad side. And the only way that, that gene's going to be expressed is if she opens up that inner darkness or something like that. That's where I think they're going to go. See, with that. I think that, I think that what, uh, Zolomon is pushing for is more of kind of an emotional darkness. I think that in terms of powers, uh, given that Barry referenced this new particle accelerator and specifically dark matter, 
Um, my guess is that what either happened this episode or what could happen down the line will will be a gateway that will lead to a killer frost. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen this season, but a lot of things I didn't think was going to happen this season happened tonight. So, you know, uh, True. Who, who, who knows specifically? Um, They're getting a lot of accessory characters, though. You know, it's one of those things where, like, once you get too many side characters, I mean, what are you going to do with them all? Well, that's true. Make killer frost go bad guy. And then, like, bam, that's problem solved. That's one character you can kind of uh switch over and, and, and still keep interesting still keep them on the show but like now you have an inter- another interesting angle well okay I'll, I'll grant you that but but here's the thing i mean if if um so so you're thinking we might trade a killer frost for a jesse quick uh well jesse quick and a wally west well that's what i'm saying though i mean like i don't know man i don't know that that's a good point we are we are dealing with a lot of characters and of course the more characters you have the more screen time they're all going to want caitlin has probably suffered the most in terms of getting some screen time, um, second only to Iris. Uh, Iris I, goes back and forth. Sometimes I feel like Iris gets a, a good amount of screen time, and uh, but but oftentimes it you know if she's not tied directly to the story, then then you know she's she's not tied directly to the story. At least with Caitlin, she in the past she's been tied to the story, but she's almost almost been an accessory or or kind of almost like a background figure, which has been kind of interesting. So I mean, if they were to cut somebody out of the show, she's got. She didn't have a whole lot going on, um, but making her Killer Frost could be an interesting twist, maybe even as a as a primary villain, because that's the other thing, man. Every single season, we typically, uh, in these type of shows, we typically rotate in a villain for that season, right, as a, as a season-long regular. So it could, if instead of getting a new villain for next season, maybe the new villain is Caitlyn Snow. Maybe it is Killer Frost as a big bad of season maybe three. Maybe Eobard returns again. And teams up with her because she knows everything about the Flash. And so obviously Eobard wants to learn everything about the Flash. Mm. And we know at some point he learns Barry's name. Now, does he learn it from Killer Frost? I, I don't know, man. That's so I, I like the idea of, of Eobard coming. That's that's I'm down with that. But him teaming up, teaming up with someone that close to the timeline or like to this uh, this present, so to speak, his future, which is also his past, uh, that might cause problems. <laughs> That might cause problems. his future present past. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, I know it's confusing, but to me, it's been confusing for millions of years, thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, or hundreds of years. Did he say hundreds or thousands? Billions. Billions. Billions of years. Uh, okay. So, uh, when you take two young, attractive teenagers and lock them in a future room, uh, they do one of two things: they either make out or talk to Gideon. Neither neither thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> or they escape and get hit with dark matter and turn into speedsters. Okay, when he lo- when they locked, uh, first of all, I love the concept of the two dads locking their kids up in the future room to protect them from Zoom. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> I got a kick well, out of that. <laughs> when like Jesse, uh, Jesse and Wally pop up on the monitor, it's like, "You make him out yet?" And like both Harry and, and Joey, are like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. I love that man. But the thing that really kind of baffled me is the fact that once again we completely gloss over the fact that Gideon is is also supposed to be in that room. I thought this episode that Jesse was going to either uh, intentionally or inadvertently uncover Gideon and then give them a hard time. Like you had a supercomputer from the future here and you've never used it. Cause I mean, if anybody can figure out how to use Gideon, it's Jesse quick. Like I'll, I'll give if Cisco, if, if they can't use Gideon because Cisco's not smart enough to figure out that kind of tech. Uh, that's one thing, but Jesse comes in as super genius 2.0. She's going to be able to figure out Gideon. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird that the Gideon sort of fallen off the, off the face of the earth. 
Somebody, somebody made a comment in the uh, chat. I just saw that come through. Let me, let me read it out. Uh, Jared in the chat says that he thought that Eobard removed Gideon. Uh, I don't remember that ever actually happening. Yeah. Well, so he, he takes out the information from Gideon, uh, in the episode where Barry goes back in time, but I don't think he removed it. Um, wait, I, 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 yeah, he remember he he takes all his speed his speed notes and gives them to Barry. And he's like, I'm not going to hold your hand through this. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, but but yeah, he see, takes that out of Gideon's console. But Gideon, but we saw Gideon later in the season. Although this is technically a new timeline, but even yeah. in the original timeline, they never used Gideon. So wait, interesting. So are you saying that in the, there's potentially in this season, uh, we saw Eobard take Gideon out of that causes that causes problems in the timeline. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. So when Barry got back from the past future stuff, uh-huh. he plugs that thing into Gideon because yeah. Gideon has a little console, right? There's a podium. Right. And that's right. what Eobard pulls the data out of, gives it to Barry. Barry goes back to the future and then plugs it into the console to get the information out of it. Yeah. I don't know. But but remember, though, uh, there's no, that was Earth 2. Earth 2. <laughs> Earth 2 Harry had the 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 secret wall in his secret room that's true so that was there um i I should also mention that uh karen in the chat uh is mentioning that uh she says but gideon is from the future maybe eobar dissolved then gideon disappeared as well the problem with that is that if 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 anybody other if anything else other than eobard himself was erased from the timeline the entire timeline would also be erased right so the way they've got it the way they've told the story is that the the removal of Eobard Thon, the removal of Eobard Thon from the timeline is contained to him and him alone and not those that he interacted with, right? Um, because again, if Gideon, if, if because he, he never existed, therefore Gideon would have never come uh, in, in this timeline as well, then nothing he would have done, including the particle accelerator and killing the original Harrison Wells, none of that would have happened. So it, it becomes a little rough when you're doing that. Time travel. Yeah, wait, hold on. <laughs> the green arrow, I think, in the chat has the best explanation. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah, it's the green arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gideon is is <laughs> Gideon's on on Rip Hunter's time ship, right? Technically, so so Rip Hunter basically stole Gideon and put it in his timeline while everybody else was dealing with the wormhole. That's, that's his explanation. That's, that's uh, gotta be. I mean, it's just deleted scenes, right? <laughs> that must have happened off off camera. But that makes the most sense out of anything that I've heard. So yes, yes, well done, well done. Uh, hats off to the Green Arrow. <laughs> well <laughs> well yes, played. Thank you. Well played. All right. So Gideon's not in there. The kids, the, the kids don't find it. The kids don't make out. They just hang out in there and talk about how the parents are are, are terrible. Uh, and they and, disassemble a perfectly good uh, tablet, pull the battery out of it to short circuit a door. Like you do. Like you do. I mean, I used to take apart stuff when I was a kid. So, I mean, you know, I understand that. Again, Jesse Quick, Super Genius 2.0. She can do it, man. Sure. Yeah. Now, Super Genius Earth 2.0. Now, while the actual kids are, while the biological kids are locked away uh, in, in the future room, we've got an, an episode of My Three Dads going on with Wells, Henry, and Joe all deciding what to do about Barry. Wells, of course, he says, do it. Henry says, don't do it. Joe's like, meh. And then as they're arguing about what to do, they realize that Barry's been standing there the entire time, like the child who's listening in on his parents arguing about what he just did. <laughs> I love like, Joe, Joe is very mad, but he's like, uh, will Wally be safe? If yes, and the answer is do it, then I'm all for do it. If no, and the answer is do it, then I'm all for don't do it. <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like Joe, all right, so let's be honest. Of, of all of these men who have kind of a fatherly type role in Barry's life, Joe is the one who has spent the most time with him. Now, of course, he is Henry's biological son, right? So, I mean, there's there's a there's a tie there that's unlike anything else. But Joe is the one the that tie that binds. it is. But but Joe is the one that raised him, and so he's more close to where he is emotionally as as a developed uh, young man. And so, you know, Joe, I think I think Joe actually is kind of experiencing this along with Barry. He can understand the psychological pull both ways for what Barry should do. And he also is the one that's like, I think Barry's got to do what Barry's got to do. You know, just got to, you know, yeah. some, sometimes you got to start off a particle accelerator, you know, we got to do it. Uh, and Wells, on the other hand, who's just, he's very concerned about, you know, at, at, you know, we must save the day no matter what it takes, uh, you know, no matter what the price is, it's, it's worth it. If it means defeating zoom and, and, and saving the world. And then Henry is, is about the preservation of his son. He does, you know, it's not that he doesn't want Barry to do it, uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't want Barry to do it. It's not that he, he's going to try to stop Barry from doing it. He doesn't want Barry to do something so risky. Um, Unless Barry is truly committed to doing it. He doesn't want to be he doesn't want his son to be pressured into this. Yeah, he wants him to make the decision on his own completely by himself uh, that this is the right thing to do. He doesn't want to be, you know, yeah, you're right. He doesn't want Barry to be pressured into it. He doesn't want him to uh, to make this decision that, you know, could have these, you know, radically bad implications. Uh, and he doesn't because he doesn't want that on his son's conscience, right? Like, mm. you know, if, if he if he makes this decision and he does this thing and then we have another bad explosion and people die or, you know, people get powers and they turn into bad people, you know, that's all that's that's, that's going to weigh on on Barry. And, and, and clearly uh, Henry just doesn't want that for his son. He wants his son to be happy. Uh, but of course, the realization that Barry came to is that the only way for him to be the best Barry, the best version of Barry Allen is to have those powers. So. Right. Right. Uh, so he, he made that decision, you know, on his own volition. So I, I, I would assume Henry would be happy with that decision. What do you think? Well, no, I, I think I think in the end, well, in the end, he's not happy at all. Well. But but, but <laughs> yeah. when it when it when it came time, I mean, his big deal was like, you know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And, and I think when he understood this is what his son wanted, I think he was all for it. Uh, here's the thing, though. You know, you mentioned the happiness factor. You know, Iris kind of. Pulls up, throws a little bit of a loop loophole, not a loophole, but uh, maybe a curveball in this equation, uh, because she does confess her feelings to Barry. Although maybe not in the most romantic way, saying like, like you know, I don't know, maybe we're supposed to be together, right? So like, maybe you know, like I didn't, I wasn't. Don't get me wrong, they <laughs> yeah, might as well, right? You know, <laughs> they don't, they don't get me wrong because they have a ton of chemistry, and I really, I'm, I'm, I ship them, man, I ship them hard. But the thing is that like. You know, the, I, I feel like she's still trying to balance out like her emotions versus like destiny, right? Like I want this, but it's also destined to happen. So do I, do I want this because it's destined to happen? Like, you know, it, should I, I think she, she's gotten so caught up in the predestination predicament that she is having a hard time processing like what's going on, like, like what she has control over, what she doesn't have control over. And uh, well, it's because she's a strong, independent woman, right? You know, she she and and this whole concept of well, this and Barry is a strong, thing. independent man. <laughs> sure, sure. And so, but you know, when when you're when you are strong and independent like that, for somebody to come up to you and say, "Yeah, no, it doesn't matter what you want because you're destined for this to happen," like that that's a hard hurdle to leap, you know. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Like you're right. I mean, there's there's kind of a. I feel like that Iris has had to process this since the beginning, since, since, you know, that whole, 
her attempt to quote unquote screw the future with Eddie uh, ended up screwing the present. And so, you know, she's, she's been dealing with the fact of, of destiny and with the weight of it. And, you know, this, this is a pretty, pretty pivotal relationship. If like, that's the thing is, you know, we, we even talked about this before in terms of the whole, you know, uh, Jim Pam thing, right. And the, the whole, you know, you date people before you end up, you know, dating the one that truly is going to be your destiny. And so, you know, is she right? Re- that, that's really what it comes down to. Is she ready to make that step? And I think that's what she's wrestling with. Barry, on the other hand, is so super ready. He's like, oh, yep. Uh-huh. That's great. Let's do this right now. You know, he, he's. Well, he was. I, I, there, there's some apprehension there. No, but the apprehension is because of everything else that's going on, I think. Uh, right. Because, I mean, she even has that kind of weird comment to Barry right before he zaps himself, which is, you know, no matter what happens, it's not going to change the way I feel about you. Which I, I don't well, know unless you get vaporized. Well, that she she had no way of knowing that. The question that I have, <laughs> the question that I have is like, what does that mean? Like, was was the implication that she is more willing to be with him if he's not the Flash? Because I I no think- no no like it, it, you know it's a common trope, right? You know, uh, Lois Lane falls in love with Superman, uh, and just you know doesn't care about Clark Kent. Uh, it's that kind of thing where she's like, I'm not in love with the Flash. I'm in love with Barry Allen. Mm. And so if you are the Flash or if you aren't the Flash, that the Flash doesn't matter to me. You matter to me. Uh, the fact that you have speed, yeah, it's really cool because you can go, you know, run to Coast City and get pizza, you know, when I'm craving it, when we eventually have a kid or whatever. So that's cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she what she's trying to say there is that uh, the Flash is not who I love. I love Barry Allen. Here's, and... Uh, so, you know, regardless of what happens here, if you get your powers back or if you don't, I will still feel the same way about you. I think they're setting up a, a really uh, intense and, and very something that we've, we've been kind of hoping for for a long time with the Iris and Barry relationship. And, and we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit later. But, but first, we need to talk about uh, other relationships that are not doing uh, so hot or not nearly as well. And that's Caitlin and Zoom. I mean, you know, they were just they were they were last year's just it couple. And now. You know, they are they are not doing so well, man. I, I you know, those two crazy kids, literally crazy, crazy kids. Uh yeah, they they they've got some uh, relationship difficulties. Mostly um she can't stand him and he obsessively wants to kill everyone around her. And he wants to like force her to love him. And and which become usually evil. Work. And become evil. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the thing, Zoom, you know, we we constantly get these flashbacks with Zoom. Uh, you know, it, it, like they did this last episode, they're continuing on. W- what is up with these flashbacks, man? I think they just, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're trying to show, uh, is he possessed? Like, is he possessed no. with the dead spirit of his father? That, that's out of, I know that's completely out of left field. I'm just, I'm throwing that out, <laughs> throwing that into the mix, just kind of out of nowhere. But I mean, like what, what is going on with him? I think he's a victim of circumstance. You know, I, every the, villain, the whole... every villain is the victim of circumstance. We've seen tons of people who've come from adversarial backgrounds to either become heroes or villains. This is the first time that we've seen one that's constantly getting plagued with flashbacks. Yeah, because, you know, when you see something traumatic like that, you know, Barry didn't have the opportunity to kill the guy who killed his mother when he was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, but Zolomon did. And he took that opportunity. Right. He killed his dad, right? No, My his dad killed himself. His dad killed himself. Okay. Right. His dad killed it. Oh, I, I don't even want to say it out loud. It was so dark. Um, his dad, while wearing a Jay Garrick inspired costume, uh, murdered his wife in front of his son and then killed himself. 
Okay. Okay. And for, remember, I'm sorry. If, and forced his son to watch it all while wearing a Jag Eric inspired costume. Yeah. So that's got to be traumatizing. And mm-hmm. then he goes into he doesn't have the support structure of Joe uh, and 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 Iris. Right. He goes into in the system. Right. He goes into yeah and into the system and the system kind of you know they gave him electroshock therapy and all this kind of stuff and that's just you know bad news bears. So the the. They, they wouldn't be showing us so many flashbacks if they didn't mean something, but I don't know what it means yet. Yeah, neither do I. It was and interesting. I don't. I don't. Good. I don't know if I want it to be the whole his dad possessed him kind of thing because that's sort of weird. And that might not be the case. I just you know the other thing is with him making his eyes go black. That's not very speedster esque. Although again, he's not. Uh, him getting his speed is very different from anything that we've seen before. But well, he got it in the same way. It's just well, <sighs> somewhat of the same way. He was being electrocuted while the the dark matter and dark energy and all that kind of stuff uh hit him i don't know man blue lightning is different from what we've seen before yellow lightning means speed force red lightning means uh negative speed force or reverse speed force but negative speed force uh and then blue is like velocity nine blues some sort of velocity but we know that he's not velocity nine blue blue is when the speed force rejects you Right. It's, it's neither speed. It's neither, it's neither negative speed force or speed force. It's, it's literally the rejection of the speed force, right? That's what happened with the velocity nine. Um, you know, is that, that, you know, the, the, the speedster wasn't an actual speedster. And so they were deteriorated. Like he had to steal the speed force from Barry in order to continue going. Now, interestingly enough, he's still rocking the blue lightning instead of the yellow lightning, which the implication is that he's still being rejected from the speed force. Basically, he just bought himself more time uh, is kind of the way that I'm, I'm interpreting that. Um, but so point being, though, he's not he, he's different from what we've seen from Barry. He's even more he's even different from what we've seen from Eobard. So there, there's something unique, I guess, about him. And, uh, you know, the, the eyes kind of speak to that. I think the flashbacks may speak to that. There's, you know, the, the death overall death theme that we've seen from him, I think speaks to that. So I, you know, I, there's, there's just something else at play. I don't know what it is, but there's something else at play. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but he, of course, is going around, uh, is his goal as he expressed to Caitlin, uh, in the previous episodes, he wants to conquer our earth, uh, and so doing just the exact same methods of which he used on earth Two, going around using metahumans starts off with a metahuman uh, near and dear to the heart of uh, one earth Two Cisco, which is his earth Two brother. Uh, we get introduced to the character of rupture uh, using a pretty awesome scythe. I mean, I got to tell you, man, that was a, that was a pretty cool looking weapon. It looked like a reverse speed force side. Yeah, it kind of like did. all that red lightning and stuff. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't see it. I mean, it's it looked different. It's a different effect from what we've seen before. But I, I did think it looked pretty awesome. You know, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Cisco, our Cisco, uh, referred to it as kind of a Warcraft inspired uh, look, and I, I had to. Th- it was funny because before he even said that, it kind of made me think of these these upcoming artifact weapons that are coming to Warcraft soon. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of kind of cool. I, I dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat so yeah so we get uh, introduced to rupture we get uh, some back and forth between cisco and his earth one brother uh, as the two of them bond last time of course that we saw him was during the uh episode where uh post weather wizard post time travel with captain cold and heat wave capturing him and uh golden glider getting her uh, weapon her gilded gun if you will and uh and so yeah so uh cisco's brother i got nothing um, I don't care do about Cisco's you think brother. you don't care about Cisco's I, brother. I really don't. Should I? 
Like I care about I mean, Cisco, I and I care about like the, the impact that his brother has on him. So it's nice that he he and his brother kind of bury the hatchet or the scythe, if you will. But I, I just I know, right? Uh, but I just I I didn't care too much about him. Um, I thought that that his Earth Two brother had kind of a cool look, all except for the the mask. I felt like he probably picked up that mask from a, a Legends of Tomorrow uh, a set, set or something like that. The costume overall, <laughs> I did like. I just didn't like the the mask. It looked a little too Play Doh. Yeah, uh, kind of like a paintball mask, sort of. Eh, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. It just I don't, something about it looks a little play doh. Yeah, well, so uh, here's the thing, though. With with that whole situation, uh, obviously Cisco and his brother are now reunited, uh, and it feels so good. Um, so I think that's, that's, it sounds does not as apply if, in that situation. <laughs> wait, what? Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> Drinking with your brother at the bar that's not what this song's about but the actual context doesn't fit (laughs) there you you go (laughs) any attempt for me to quote something and any attempt for you to sing will be made on this podcast (laughs) i i fair enough fair enough good on you anyway anyway so uh the the stage has been set for the earth one versions of vibe and i don't know what rupture's name would be hey rupture actually called him vibe that's the first time I think anybody's called him Vibe, right? Uh, yeah. Because on Earth Two, he wasn't even known as Vibe. Did uh, did did uh, did Evil Cisco? Did uh, Evil Cisco? Did chat room, help us out. Evil Cisco. In fact, I remember this specifically. Evil Cisco of Earth Two actually went by the name of Earth One Cisco's brother in the comics, which is Reverb. Thank you, Jared, for uh, for holding us accountable there. So yeah, man, Dante on, on earth one or, or Dante in the comics goes by the, the, the superhero name of reverb, the reverb, the television show used that name in the context of evil Cisco of earth Two going by that nomenclature. So this is the first time that we've actually had somebody refer to Cisco as vibe. Interestingly enough from a completely different earth. So it kind of leads me to believe that perhaps the reverb of earth Two originally went by the name of vibe before he turned to the dark side. That would make sense. I could see that. And uh, but but I I mean it, it looks like they're setting the stage for uh Earth One vibe and rupture. Yes. If I had to guess. Yeah. Now I don't know how if it's gonna be like, you know, a, a long term thing. I mean, obviously Cisco, he's gonna be on the show forever. Uh but I mean, are they gonna bring Dante in as like a regular kind of thing, or is it gonna be like, hey, let's call in, you know, we got a real, you know, big bad coming up. Let's, you know, call in the team. And then all of a sudden Dante's like, yo, what's up? I'm going to rupture this dude. And then he hits him with a with a baseball bat instead of a scythe or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Or a man. lawnmower. He's got a lawnmower. That's what he does. He's got a lawnmower, <laughs> not a scythe. And vibes on, vibes on out. We get the big showdown at the end where uh, they they stop uh, rupture with the uh, with the Barry hologram, which is uh, interesting. Uh, Z- Zoom comes in, kills rupture kills all of the uh n- non-returning characters i thought it was interesting he killed everybody in the room except for uh for for barry joe and captain singh exactly <laughs> it's like and for a minute there i was a little worried because i was like oh captain singh oh he's not a main character but he is a season regular will he survive but fortunately he did so <laughs> he's, which he, i mean it made sense for him not to kill joe just because he knows about joe but he doesn't really know about Captain Singh. So he was ke- so he's keeping Joe alive for the same reason he kept Barry alive, right? Which is Caitlin. Right. And I I and I guess Captain Singh, maybe he He said, Call he off knows. your goons, I guess. He said, Call off the cops. But the thing is, 
Joe could have done that just as well. I think Singh lasted because, ladies and gentlemen, he feared the beard. Everyone fears the beard. Everyone, even Zoom, fears the beards. There you go. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, all right. So, you know, at, at, at the get-go, of course, all this goes down. Barry finally makes the decision. You know, we get that, that kind of heartbreaking story about how one of those cops was a father. And so his son is now going to have to grow up without a father, which, of course, is something that Barry can relate to. He makes he makes the decision to put himself on the line to, to potentially take a significant sacrifice and go through it again, recreate the particle accelerator. Uh, and, uh, and so he does. And in this cataclysmic, uh, climactic moment of the episode, uh, the accelerator goes off, an explosion the likes of which we have not seen on this show, uh, but very reminiscent of the season premiere, uh, occurs in a controlled environment. But despite all of, quote unquote, Harry's best attempts to, you know, make sure things go right, it appears as though things went horribly, horribly wrong. And that's going to lead us to this week's Speedster Speculation. Bell, did things go horribly, horribly wrong or did they go horribly, horribly right? Well, they went horribly wrong in the re- in the regard that Barry is now disintegrated into the speed force. Ah, there it is. OK, so you believe as I Ow. do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because it wouldn't make any sense otherwise. Because that 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 Barry disintegrates into this uh, into the speed force. That wave of speed force and dark matter energy hits both Jesse Quick and Wally West. And Wally West, it hit both of them, which is really interesting. And Does that? Do you think that that means that this Jesse is actually going to be tied to the speed force? Uh, yes, I do. I, I I think you're right. I think that, I think both of them are. Yeah. It's it's, it's going to be Kid Flash and Jesse Quick. Uh, taking up the mantle of the flash. Well, not really the mantle of the flash, but like operating in the flash's stead while they find out where the heck Barry actually went. I don't know about that now. I think that, I think that what we just saw is, you know, Jesse and Wally getting access to the speed force or, or becoming speedsters or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I don't know that I think, I, I don't think that. I don't think there's going to be enough time for them to operate. I think that they've got access. I don't think they're going to discover their powers that quickly and get costumes and, and go you know into it. I think that my guess is what we're going to see next episode is going to deal with Barry going all Dr. Manhattan and re you know recaporalizing himself. Now, you mentioned he got evaporated. He got ripped apart into the speed force. And I think you're absolutely correct. I think that's exactly what we saw. Um, you know, we've, uh, if you've ever read the, um, post-apocalyptic, uh, comic of uh, kingdom come, uh, which, which kind of shows this future iteration of a lot of the heroes. And one of them is a Wally West, who is also Jay Garrick, who is also Barry Allen, uh, who is also one would assume Bart Allen, but it was written before Bart. And, and the idea was that all of these, the spirits of all these speedsters end up going and kind of, you know, post-mortem become one with the speed force. And it, it created this, a constantly vibrating, vibrating entity of the flash, which is just this living embodiment of speed force. It's really sweet. It's really cool. Uh, but the idea again is that, you know, the speedster cannot just pull from the speed force, but can enter into the speed force. And in fact, perhaps we've even seen Barry do this as he time, as he travels through time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what we just saw was him becoming one 
with the Speed Force, and he will have to pull himself together. There will need to be something that calls him down into the the real world, something that chains him down, that brings him back into our Earth, Earth One, the real corporeal, uh, not so speedy world, a lightning rod, if you will. And it was interesting because this episode, uh, when you know, Expectron Patrona Cisco was doing his uh, <laughs> Weather Wizard thing, and and. Wells even specifically said, we need a lightning rod. I thought, man, that's kind of a missed opportunity if it's not Iris. But here's the thing. Cisco is not Barry's lightning rod. Iris is his lightning rod. And so what we just saw, like everything that we've seen the last couple of episodes, especially dealing specifically in the Iris and Barry relationship, I believe that this is building up to that that idea, to this idea that Iris is what will tie him, especially now, especially now that he is, ladies and gentlemen, ascended. It is going to be Iris that's going to tie him back into the mortal world. It's going to be Iris that's tying him back in to our time. And so that, I mean, again, this is speedster speculation. This is what we do, but that's my speculation, man. All right, here, here's the beat by beat rundown of the next episode. All right. Uh, Barry is trapped, not trapped. Barry is, 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 has integrated himself into the speed force. Uh, and what the speed force to him is like right now is kind of like the nexus in Star Trek Generations. No. Uh, it's this like perfect world where, you know, Barry basically can do anything and he's just perfectly happy. Uh, but it's not real, right? You know, it, it's, it's, he's in the speed force and he's making all of these things because that's what his subconscious thinks he's going to need to be happy. It's not the speed force doing this. It's Barry doing this. Barry is in the speed force because the speed force allows him to be happy. Uh, what Cisco is going to do is Cisco is going to try to vibe and try to find where he is because Cisco can see the vibrations of the speed force and whatnot. It's going to be Iris. I completely agree with you. It's going to be Iris with the help of Cisco who convinces Barry to leave this false state of euphoria and this false utopia uh, that his mind has created in the speed force and return to the corporeal universe. And it's going to be Cisco finding him and Iris convincing him to come back into the real world. I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think that a lot of that's kind of, uh, I don't know about that. So after watching the preview, I don't know that I completely agree with that because it seems as though the the world that he ends up in is somewhat very um, dark, a little creepy. I'm wondering if maybe... Uh, He's in the may- negative speed force? Well, maybe. Or, or perhaps, you know, maybe it is something from the negative speed force that's keeping him there. Uh, you know, maybe what if, what if, what if that's where Eobard is? Dude, oh my gosh, what if that's where Eobard is? And that's like Eobard's consciousness, right? That's the- like, I'm not Joe, right? That's, I'm Eobard. Holy crap, that's what it is. He's, he, he, he. Eobard merged himself into the speed force. Yeah. Or so, the, or the negative <laughs> speed force took Eobard. Like, and I, I've been speculating that from like way back is that, that perhaps his soul, if you will, is, is, is now become one with the negative speed force. Oh man, that would be awesome. I don't know if that's going to so, be the case. Yeah. My, my, my DVR cut off right when he said, but I'm not Joe. And so that's why I was thinking this is going to be them trying to go in there total recall style and say, you know, I'm you're dreaming and here's the pill that you need to take to get out. So yeah. I retract my statement. <laughs> oh no, man. It should be interesting. It should be really, really interesting. Um, all right. So there you go. Speedster speculation for, uh, for both next week. And then also just what's going on with, with Barry Wally and, uh, yeah. And Jesse as well. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi and you're listening to flash TV talk. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police in my hood. <laughs> 
Hey, man, we got some great listener feedback in this week. Uh, but first, I want to mention the sponsor for this week's episode, Satchel Podcast Player. Check it out. Go to satchelplayer.com today. Uh, sign up. If you are an Android user, you can actually be listening to podcasts through the Satchel Podcast Player right now. If you are a uh, iPhone user, then you can get the Satchel Podcast Player very soon. You can actually sign up at satchelplayer.com uh, for the beta. So do that today. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, check it out. All right. Email Craig Rogoff, uh, Rogoff writes in Bell. What does uh, Rogoff have to tell to it? Say to us. Well, uh, Craig writes, Hey guys. So I've been all for the twins theory this season with what Berlanti said about not making Jay a villain and not reinventing the character. I don't really see any other way to get there. Kreisberg also said that the reveal quote is going to blow your mind end quote. And I feel that even though everything is pointing in the direction of the twins theory, I also feel like at this point it is a bit obvious that brings me to something that I've been saying since the first episode of the season and something that I think about whenever I watch anything, especially comic book shows. And that is what you, uh, wait, 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 hang on before he continues. Oh, what if it's the twin theory, but it's Henry, but it's Henry Allen's twin. Maybe John Wesley's ship is playing Henry Allen's twin, who happens to be Jay Garrick. John Wesley's ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on. Um, um, the good, good thought there. That now, that's an interesting twist. Wait, what? All right, so, so, all right, hang on. Sorry, and I, I don't even know if this is where he's going. I didn't mean to cut it off midway through, but, but it was a good thought, and I wanted to, to think, think through it. All right, so, so, what if the man of the Iron Mask is Jay Garrick? But what if Jay Garrick is actually not zoom's twin but what if he is actually henry allen's twin interesting yeah no but but no because i i i i think there was a flash in earth 2 before zoom took the mantle no you're right and i mean the flashback sequence and so all right so i already talked about the whole flashback thing and what could that mean you know we we got flashbacks visual flashbacks that we've seen in the early half of the season of actual Jay Garrick or, or of, of, you know, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the actor's name right now, but the, the guy that plays Hunter's Allman, uh, Teddy Sears, we got it. We, you know, we saw Teddy Sears as Jay Garrick on earth Two fighting zoom. Now it was yeah. told by the perspective of Hunter's Allman. So perhaps, I mean, are, are what they doing with these kind of flashback sequences to show that, you know, his world, his memories are all messed up. And so what we got, well, no, because Harry, Harry interacted with him. No, I you know, agree. Harry would have been like, that's not what Jay Garrick looks like. Who is this guy? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I, I wanted to throw that out there. Cause I, I, I don't know. I just, just a thought, just a thought. Anyway, shall I continue? The, yeah, the, please the do. I, I apologize to you and I apologize to Craig. Please continue. All right, Craig. Uh, so I'm going to start from here. Uh, that brings me to something I've been saying since the first episode of the season and something that I think about whenever I watch anything, especially comic book shows. And that is that if you don't see someone die, they're probably not dead. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there, Craig. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the season premiere, we see Barry save Martin Stein and just assume that Ronnie died somehow and that we're just expected to go with it. From that point forward, I expected that since we never saw Ronnie fall to the ground, he must have done so on Earth, too. With this in mind, I assume that once we finally made it to Earth 2, Barry would see him and bring him back. Once we had our Earth 2 episode and the only Earth 2 Ronnie was there, uh, let's see here, and and only the Earth 2 Ronnie was there, it seemed strange to me I was not right because I really believed that if he had actually died, they would have allowed us to see or at least explained it a little better. This brings me to the man in the iron mask. There has to be a reason that Zoom is making him wear this mask, and with the twin theory, it makes sense that he would not want others to know that there are more of him And also, he may not want to look at himself, but it could also be that he doesn't want anyone to know that Ronnie is alive. If Zoom is really in love with Caitlin, it would make sense that he would not want anyone to see Ronnie. 
Oh. Also, something I noticed in the last episode that was when Caitlin went up to his cage and he was way more animated. His eyes were bulging out and it seemed as though he was extremely concerned with her safety. In addition, I was thinking about uh, why Zoom wouldn't just kill him and my answer to that would also be so that he has a secret weapon uh, bargaining chip up his sleeve that no one sees coming. Also, the show has been pretty hard on Caitlin this season, <laughs> as well as for the entire series. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I think they will either allow her to have some happiness by Ronnie being alive or Ronnie will actually die mm-hmm. once uh, revealed, sending Caitlin even more towards the path of becoming Killer Frost. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy the theory and I can't wait to see how long the se- or how the season goes. Love the podcast. Thank you, Greg Rogoff. Uh, Craig. Thanks, Greg. Man, that's... Uh, interesting ideas man yeah love the theory really really great stuff here um so wait did he, where's jay then i mean that's the save some for the turn jay Where, where's jay <laughs> well he, I, he even points out at the beginning of this email that berlanti said they're not going to make jay uh, a villain and they're not going to reinvent the character so where's maybe jay? maybe jay was just like ah you know what zoom whatever you can have this town i don't care no <gasps> that, that would be reinvent the character because jay's a hero i don't know though I, I i love the bit craig that you're right talking about Caitlin just giving her a little bit more happiness. It's like, oh, Ronnie's alive. So he's like, he was he he was alive, and then he was dead, and then he was alive again, and now he's dead again. <laughs> he's the Jean Grey of DC and Comics. So third time's a charm, right? She's like, third time's a charm. He's alive. This is great, <laughs> wonderful. Then he dies again, and then Caitlin's like, you know what? Screw this. Killer Frost time, and then she goes. Yep, yep. I I could dig it. I could dig that. Uh, interesting. Definitely interesting thought. That would certainly blow my mind. I would. I at, at the same time, I'd be a somewhat let down. I mean, I've I've. No quant. I'm so yeah. I, I'm so in on this twins theory that like if it's not that, I'm gonna be like, oh no, no. I mean like <laughs> they can they can do it. Like you know, but what everything that I thought was gonna happen the season finale of uh, last season uh, didn't. I was totally wrong because they pulled like a complete curveball out of just left field nowhere. No one saw that coming, which was perfectly fine and, and enjoyable. But I mean, you know, so I, it's okay if I'm not right. I just I'm just not a big Ronnie fan. Um, so I mean, you know, fire, firestorm yeah, overall, I, I'm just not a big, you know, I'm not all that invested in. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't see, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, what, what, uh, 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 Robbie Emil really wants to do anymore. I think he wants to do movies and other things like that. Uh, I don't know if he's, if he's into doing, I mean, granted, you know, Hey, if I didn't want to do something, but they backed a dump truck full of money into my garage, then I would seriously consider doing it. <laughs> Guess so, so there's always that angle. But I kind of agree with you. You know, I, I like I like Dax uh, or Jackson uh, as the other half of Firestorm. I've been enjoying that on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That would that would be real neat as a as a as a way to push Caitlyn over the edge for Killer Frost on Earth One. But I don't know if it's going to be Ronnie in the mask. I'm still I'm still dead set on the twin theory. But I think that would be cool to bring him back and then kill him again so that the Caitlyn would be really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Caitlin, but you, you kind of get pooped on this whole season. Well, I mean, she's she'll she's yeah. I mean, yeah, she's she's a villain. I mean, that's the thing. Like in the in the end, it'd be interesting if she's not a villain. But I do think that you know she's got to she's got to be a villain. That's one of which which villain's got a villain, man. That's what she's got to do. Uh, Caleb uh, Green wrote in on Facebook. He says, "Hey guys, great show, UK listener here, uh, and I am hooked. Was never into the comics as a kid." Uh, but now a 27 and after watching, uh, but now at 27 and after watching all the Epic TV, I am hooked with this podcast. It's even better uh, when you fill in the black holes that fill my head uh, that make me want to go looking for more info. I love, uh, I love it. Ha ha ha. So have a thought for you guys. Now then 
Uh, the man in the iron mask is Jay, right? So what if Zoom is the split off of Jay instead of burning out? He split because he has the speed force. Uh, what do you think? Hit me back up and let me know um, about the epic. Uh, thank you both for the epic podcast. Keep up the good work. Did we already read this email? I don't think so. But uh, the, the reason why this sounds familiar is because it's something I've mentioned before on the show. Uh, Kayla, let me bring up a good point. Like I, I uh, during the trajectory episode, when she was injecting herself, there was that whole Jekyll and Hyde kind of moment. And right. I, I think we talked about it on, on uh, that episode of Flash TV Talk where what if Jay Garrick got addicted to uh, to whatever velocity serum he was working on. So he starts out as a hero. He gets more and more addicted. And because he was connected to the speed force, that entity, that that psychosis or whatever splits away from him and, and, and informs a separate entity. That, that's, that's an idea that I had had uh, that we had talked about before. But I, I don't know. I, it, 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 it seems interesting. Uh, there was kind of a precedent with it with trajectory. But since she wasn't connected to the speed force, she is sort of like poofed away. Uh, but I, I still think the twin theory is where it's at. I, I still yeah, got to give it to the twin theory. The other thing is that Hunter Zolomon exists in the history of the Earth 2 universe, right? Like, like when, Harry, when Harrison Wells was kind of, you know, recanting the history of the Zolomans, he knew them and their family, right? Uh, that story was was known to him, so uh, it would have it would have had to be a Jay Garrick uh, pop off from like a very young age, like yeah, before that flashback like before sequence. Before he had any sort of speed stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I don't I, I don't know, but interesting thoughts, definitely interesting thoughts. Yeah, yeah, very much. Mel Taco uh, on podcast on iTunes, Red Sense says the best Flash podcast. One of the uh, on those off weeks when quote unquote steric don't make a new episode. All jokes aside, uh, it's a great listen to them. It's great to listen to them. And if you're listening to any other of their podcast, listen to those also. So I'm not sure if that's a glowing review for us or for uh, Derek and Steve from Starkville labs, but one way or the other, we'll take it. Uh, love those guys. And uh, yeah, glad you're also tuning in Mel taco. Uh, we also want to actually, uh, Derek will be on the show in uh, in a couple of weeks here while I'm uh, out of town. So looking forward to having him uh, uh, play primary flash to your kid flash. Uh, yeah, we're also earth, uh, earth doppelgangers. That's true. Uh, I am his Texas doppelganger. So he'll be the J to your Barry or the Barry to your J J to your Barry. I, he, they're earth two. We're earth one. And then, and then uh, Supergirl TV talk is earth three. So yes. Yeah. So yes, something like that. Uh, yes is the <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> We'll be looking forward to that. By the way, I don't think that Jesse's going to stick around. I, I know that this is we're way past that that form of con- that conversation, but I, just, <laughs> I, I didn't think about this when you were talking about the the, the massive cast. Uh, I don't think that Jesse's going to stick around. Um, after this season, she's gonna die, or do you think she's going to go somewhere? Like, go I, back to Earth Two and be oh, she'll go back to Earth Two. Exactly on Earth Two. Exactly. I yeah. think she's going to go and be the the quote unquote kid Flash to Jay Garrick's Flash on Earth Two. When Wally will stay here, be the sidekick to Barry. She'll go and be the sidekick to Jay on on Earth Two. That's yeah, because what's preventing them from going back to Earth Two once they fight and defeat Jay or uh, Zoom? Yeah, you know why? Why would they stay on Earth One? Go back to Earth Two. Yeah. So the, the I mean the question I think is is will you know when it's all said and done will Earth Two Harrison Wells stick around or will we lose him? You know, me personally, I I would. I'm, I'm missy Abarthon. Well, I miss I miss uh, <laughs> I miss the H H G Abard. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, I you know this this Harrison Wells we've gotten attached to him. I really like him. I don't dislike him. Uh, my thought is you know I mean. When we're done with multiple Earths, are we really going to keep? Are we going to keep all these Earth two people? You know what I mean? Like, 
I, well, I, you know, I, I think the most important question that we can ask here is that after everything is said and done, will the Earth 2 Donald Trump build a wall in between Earth 1 and Earth 2 <laughs> and make Earth 1 pay for it? That's the, that's the true question here. Oh, man. It, it, it's- Very funny, man. Uh, no, I, I would actually, for, for, for somewhat of a, a real-life kind of counterpart here, I mean, the question is, if, if Steve Jobs up and left to go to Earth 1, or, or you know, if if, the, if if our Steve Jobs left to go to Earth 2, wouldn't we kind of anticipate him to come back and continue being Steve Jobs, right? Because isn't, isn't Stark Labs technically the apple of Earth 2? Super Apple? I think so. Yeah, it, it's something, you know, it, it's the... They're a hardware I manufacturer. Say, I, it's they're a software Apple, manufacturer. It's more like the CERN. If CERN had a more, like, uh, uh, consumer-facing, direct, uh, you know, applied sciences kind of thing, right? Where they take all the, all the stuff they learn. Yeah, I meant from like a... But see, I was meaning from more of like a celebrity CEO slash celebrity company status. That's, that's more of what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, about. yeah. Yeah, so, you go back to work. For sure. So yeah, so I mean, like you know, the, he may be chilling out on Earth One, and and he's all fine with that. But I mean, back home, I w- I would think there would be qualms. That's all. Yeah, and they might be like when he comes back, be like, "Yo, dog, uh, how come you abandoned us to this psychopathic killer?" Thanks. Follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery that's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. Do you like Legends of Tomorrow? Meh. Do you like... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Do you like epic podcasters? Yes. Do you want to see epic podcasters talk about Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> in a crazy awesome YouTube format in a rotating host? Sure, if they ever get around to making some new episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm like two or three episodes behind, but once I watch those, let's do it. <laughs> Legends TV Talk. You can find it on iTunes. You can also look for it on YouTube. We'd love for you to tune in for that. Uh, we kind of take multiple episodes now of Legends of Tomorrow and kind of do a, a recap for this first season of that. Check it out, Legends TV Talk. Also, we want to give special thanks to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. Hey, special thanks to uh, Chad Rook, friend of the show, who tuned in for the live show tonight. What a, what a great uh, special guest. And hey, if you want to be... Uh, a part of the live show you can tune in on Wednesday nights here at Mixler.com slash Pottery. we'd love to have you there but uh, you know what 8pm central 8pm central that is typically the time in which we do it so we, we hope you will tune in but until then don't worry we'll be back in a flash
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.